Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. If this podcast helps you spiritually, will you consider helping us naturally? You can give online or become a monthly partner as we aim to help more ministries and release more content. You can give online today at thelife.cc. Enjoy today's message. All right, so we've been on a series entitled Teach Me to Pray. So I do a recap um, for us, for all of us, including myself. From last week, three things we said. When you pray, when you pray, when I pray, when you pray, three things happen. We get a heart with who we pray to. We get a heart with who we pray for. And we get a heart with who we pray with relationships, as we've been talking about. God desires that we have relationships. Someone has to be speaking his word for his will to come to pass. If no one is speaking his word, guess what? It would not come to pass. As much as he wants it, as much as he desire it, if no one is speaking his word, is no one teaching his word, it will not come to pass. It would not be a reality. So think about it. We've all had that opportunity where we've been in the drive-thru, right? You can pull up to that drive-thru. Hi, welcome to wherever. May I take your order, please? As much as you desire food, if you do not open up your mouth and speak, you will not get that food. And if you stay there too long, guess what? They're going to move you because you're holding up what? Progress. You're going to hear some horns behind you. Like, get out the way. I'm ready to eat. Ready to throw down. You're holding up progress. Someone has to be speaking his will. Someone has to be speaking his word. And so one of the things that we saw in the life of Jesus, Luke chapter 11, verse 1, that where the disciples saw the lifestyle that he lived in prayer. So much so that where they asked, teach us how to pray. And so what I want to hit on is we see that Jesus had a lifestyle of prayer. We also realize the relationship. The enemy is after the relationship that you have with God. The enemy wants you to say his words. What are his words? Fear, doubt, unbelief, anxiety. So when you start speaking those things, it's in your what? Heart. Now it starts manifesting. Because you're thinking fear, you're speaking fear. Now you experience fear. And so the enemy wants you to keep Uh, Keep you in that relationship with him so the kingdom of God would not advance. So the kingdom and the will of God for your life would not be a reality for you. So guess what? If it's not a reality for you and people are seeing that your life and my life is not the best it could be. That's not going to help them turn to God. But when they see your life and my life. In a place that where we are experiencing the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God, guess what? They're going to come up and ask questions directly and indirectly. But it's because they see the goodness of God on your life and in my life. So as we go to Matthew chapter 21, I want to read something that Jesus talked about prayer. 
This was something that he related prayer to. And I'm like, man, we can all tie into this in this context. So Matthew chapter 21, verse 13 says here. uh, I'm sorry, Matthew 21, verse 23. I'm sorry, 23, verse 23. I hear a couple of pages turning. I'll patiently wait on you. Yes, I love the Bibles turning. All right, verse 33, Jesus entered the temple courts and while he was teaching the chief priests by the elders of the people came to him. By what authority? Nope, I'm sorry, y'all. This is wrong. I'm verse 12. Forgive me, Donovan. He's like, bro, what are you doing? You're going all over the place. Matthew 21, verse 12. Matthew chapter 21, verse 12. I was right the first time. Sorry, you all. I wanted to bag up one scripture. That's what it was. Verse 12. Sorry. So Matthew 21, 12. Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. Verse 13. It is written. He said to them, my house. Everybody say my house. We'll be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. So you have people here in the church doing what they want to do. They having their way. Not saying God have your way. They having their way. They setting up shop. They setting up businesses and they're selling and they're pocketing the money. And Jesus is like, ooh, I'm going to love you, but I'm going to love you in a different way. I'm going to turn over the tables to get your attention. So he turns over the tables and he said, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of robbers. I notice how he paralleled it to a house. Many of you all, be it a house or an apartment. When it comes to that, you all have set a boundary on what you will allow and not allow in your house or your apartment. I have this uncle. I don't know when he started it, but when he started it, y'all, we was like, really? Like, why you want to do that? So this is what happened. We would go to his house and we would walk in. We'd eat fellowship, go swim and have a blast. But then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, we'll walk and there will be somebody at the door with a brand new, fresh pair straight out of the plastic bag, ankle socks. You had to leave your shoes at the door. It didn't matter if you just bought them that day. Uncle didn't trust the bottom of your shoe. So we had to take off those shoes in the garage, put on those ankle socks, and walk in the house. Then he said, you can keep those ankle socks. (laughs) And so what we noticed, he was like, hey, hey. All these people coming in my house, I love y'all, y'all can eat fellowship, but I'm not going to allow you to track the dirt on my carpet. And so he was like, wait, wait a minute, are, are, are you saying we dirt? Are we? No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you, I'm just saying the bottom of your shoe. Then we noticed there were certain rooms we couldn't go into with the food. As children, 
Because, you know, you had the hamburgers, the hot dogs, you have that ketchup and that mustard, that mayo, come on, that relish. And if it gets on the carpet, a light-colored carpet, light-colored, it could be white, it could be khaki. You can say, I'm sorry, all you want. But on the inside, oh, they hot. They hot. Like, no, he didn't. Come up in here. Go outside. Go outside. Get outside. You can waste the realness and the ketchup, all that on the grass. It doesn't matter. Because why? It's on the outside. And so in this moment, he's saying, what my house is called for and what it is to be used for, you're using it for something totally different. And out of that, you are robbing me because my house shall be a house of prayer. He'll pull it up on the screen. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse 10. Uh, I, I believe it is. Yes. No, I'm sorry. Not second Corinthians. Um, And I lost my train of thought. Hold on. Yes, yes, there we go, there we go. Not that one, I'm sorry. So with that, he's saying that my house should be a house of prayer. But where Paul is saying that don't you realize, don't you recognize that my body, your body, it is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Which means Christ now is in us. So before then, Christ is living and he's saying, my house should be a house of prayer. But now Christ has died. And for those of us that are born again, have accepted Jesus Christ into our heart, saying, don't you realize that your body, my body, is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It is the temple of the Lord. So my question is, do we have anything in us that is robbing God of what he desires to do, but he can't do because of what we have on the inside of us? Do we have a den of robbers that is known as unforgiveness? Do we have a den of robbers that's known as bitterness? Do we have a den of robbers that's known as resentment? Let me bag it up, put it in a statement. Do we have a den of robbers that has a statement that's saying, I can't stand you. That even though we don't tell them directly, but when we see them coming our way, it's not a smile. It's a fake smile. And so God is saying for me to be a house of prayer, Jesus is saying for, for my house, your body, heart to be a house of prayer, there must be things in you that as they're placed in you, it comes out of you. Now it brings about the manifestation, not only that I desire, but you desire it as well because it's your words that are in me. I can remember growing up, President Hills, you know, prayer to me, you all, it didn't make sense at first as a teenager. Because dad and mom, we would go to church and then we would come home. So there in President Hills, Jackson, Mississippi, off of Highway 49, going toward Florida. I'm like, 
Why is the water like this? Like, why is the water this color? I mean, now, this is in the 1980s. And I'm like, we go to church. Ooh, Jesus. And then we come here and it's like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) But dad and mom is faithful going to church. Dad and mom is faithful lifting their hands, thanking God. Dad and mom is faithful in saying, God, we trust you. We look to you. Presidential Hills in the neighborhood, you hear the gunshots. You see the gang violence. I'm even at a school, private school, there were those who are expelled from school. This is the school they come to. So we have gangs in our school. The young men get out of school, go across the street, and there's fighting. I'm around all of this at a young age. But dad and mom, Jesus. Jesus. And I'm like, Jesus, what you doing, bro? What's going on? They're praying. They're trusting God. They're believing God. And I'm sitting here asking all the questions like, why? What's happening? Why aren't we seeing change? You, you prayed this last week. You prayed this last month. You prayed this last year. What's, what's, what's going on? What's happening? What's, what's... And what I didn't realize was that even in the middle of what they were experiencing, they didn't allow it to get in them. So now the word of God is staying in them as they get around others. They help them get the word of God in them. So now a domino effect starts to happening that we're even in the neighborhood. We're coming together and we're discussing and talking how we can take over the neighborhood in a way that God gets the glory. And not Satan himself through fear. And so literally, lo and behold, we became the street that if anything is happening on these other streets, you come to John F. Kennedy Boulevard. And so now we're seeing all these people come. We're seeing even our neighbors come. And it's like, whoa, you got to be kidding me. But we're all in the same environment. Same community. But we start making a decision as a neighborhood what comes in the house and what doesn't come in the house. There will even be like uh, children from other neighborhoods that would try to get on our street. Wouldn't happen. It's amazing. It was almost like it was a, a, a outside doorbell and all the neighbors just knew we'd come out. And was like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? And it's like, hmm. We took over the neighborhood, not in a forceful way, but in a loving way. My house shall be called a house of prayer. So out of this, we started speaking things as a family. I started learning about prayer, even though I didn't want to go to prayer Sunday night before the Sunday night service. I'm sitting on the very back pew. Like, 
man, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm ready to go to youth. That would I be saying, not realizing the deposits that were happening in me of the word of God. And I see the consistency that's happening in my parents' life. And so time after time, the word of God is prevailing so that even in our house, things begin to change. And it comes from out of our house, even to the houses of others, even to parents that are in the school that we're actually at. The school at the time was CMNI High School, 3910 Main Street, Jackson, Mississippi. So we're here. We don't have a gym. So it was YMCA at the time. It's now called We Will Go Ministries on Fair Street. That's where we used to practice, where we used to practice playing basketball. Fair Street was rough back then. But because of the authority that they had in God, not allowing fear and doubt, even for us as a basketball team and our coach, when we would go on Fair Street, we were not afraid because we knew who we had in us and with us. My house shall be called a house of prayer. My question to you, you don't have to answer out loud. What is your house right now? Meaning you. What's going in you and what's coming out of you? How do we decide? How do we allow our house to become a house of prayer? Number one, I'll pull it up on the screen. Decide a place and time. And some of you all are already doing this. Decide a place in time where you want to pray other than breakfast, lunch and dinner. Sometimes even a snack. We decide a place and a time. It could be in the morning. Before you get out of bed, as you get out of bed in the car. Decide a place and time. It could be on your way to work. Maybe you have small children like Kim and I do. Because, man, if we do not get up before 6 o'clock, it is over. Decide a place and a time. Number two, begin with worship. Psalms 100, verse 4. Put it up on the screen. We're going to brag on God, give him thanks. Psalms 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. We done this, we did this a couple of Sundays ago. We gave thanks to God. Give him thanks, begin with worship. Decide on a place and time. Begin with worship, give thanks to God. Favorite worship song, ooh, that's my song. Whatever song that is, maybe for you to help prepare your heart. But begin with worship, give thanks. Decide a place and time. Begin with worship. And then number three, be specific. As we said, God have your way. Ask God to have his way. His will be done. Pray for specific needs and desires. It's a difference. It is a difference in praying for and praying through. Specific needs. Wisdom, marriage, children, finances, health, like get in the word of God to find out these things. Dating, 
<laughs> I can talk on that a lot. But let's just say wisdom. Like, Lord, I need wisdom concerning my job. Lord, I need wisdom concerning this situation. Google wisdom scriptures. Understanding. Lord, I need some understanding because right now it's not making sense. Google understanding scriptures. One of mine, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Notice direction comes after acknowledgement. Notice direction comes after acknowledgement. Not before. Lord, I acknowledge you. As, as much as I think I'm smart right now, I'm not smart right now. You're the wise one. And God, I know in you there are answers that I need. So God, I need an answer concerning my job. Or God, I need an answer concerning this fear. How do I let this fear go? I, I need your help. So will you help me? Jesus name. Amen. God, my marriage right now, I just don't know. Ooh, we getting on my last nerve. Oh God, I know she in there cooking, but man, she done burnt the okra again. Lord, the way he's talking to me, it's, it's, it's causing me to turn him off, and I don't want that. I love him. Oh, God, right now we have, and we're in a divorce. We're separated. How, how do I navigate through this now? How, how do I realize that you're not looking at me as a failure, even though... I have gone through this separation. Because God, you never called me a failure, but right now I feel like a failure. Can you help me? My house shall be called a house of prayer. So something practical that we're going to do as a church to help us on the teach me how to pray. Starting Sunday, August 6th, from 9 to 9.30 a.m. You don't have to sign up. Just ooh, show up right here. You already in the place. But from 9 to 9.30, we decided on the time. Decided on a place. Number two, we're going to begin with worship. We'll be right here to give God thanks, give him praise. And then three, we're going to ask for something specific be it marriage, children, uh, our city, this neighborhood. And we're going to give God time from 9 to 9.30 to have his way through our words. And there's something about a lot of us in desiring to see change. We all want to see change. 
But change starts where? With us in the heart. The change that we desire to see must first begin in us. The change that I desire to see must first begin in me. The change that I desire to see must first begin in me. So, Lord, I surrender. I surrender and let this bitterness go. I surrender and let this hurt go. I surrender and let these thoughts of fear go. I surrender and let these thoughts of worry go. You're not the creator of worry. You're not the creator of fear. You're not the creator of doubt. You are the giver of light. So, Father, right now, I say, let the change start in me. I see who you have called me to be. So right now, you didn't create me to carry fear. You didn't create me to carry worry. But I'm carrying worry right now. I'm, I'm carrying fear right now. And so, God, I realize that I must put you in me. And as I place your words in me, everything that shouldn't be in me will come up out of me. And so now that that is gone, I have your seed, your word, the incorruptible seed that will produce the harvest that I desire to see. So I just need to get the right words in. And as I get the right words in, now my mind is renewed that now I can live out this lifestyle daily. Not just living out a lifestyle now because I'm in a crisis And so now I'm in a crisis. I'm going to get holy. I'm going to get pure. I'm going to call myself and get righteous because, God, I want you to get me out of this crisis. And if I do everything right from A to Z, you'll get me out of this crisis. And God is like, "Uh, no, 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 no. I'm much more than a crisis. Don't allow the situation to impact the relationship. And so at times we allow the situations to impact the relationship that we have with the very one that loves us, with the very one that believes in us, the very one that we know who desires to do good to us every single time. But he's saying to you, to me, will you just take time to get the words in? Will you just take time As you get the words in, now to speak the word, to sing the word. Now this is how we get to live out the word. And God is saying, I know situation, I know life happens. There are things coming to rob you of joy and peace and confidence in me. But the only way they stay is if you allow them in your house. And God is saying, will you just do like you used to do before there were video cameras? Somebody come to the house or apartment, ring the doorbell, ding dong. Like, who it is? It's early in the morning. I'm not expecting nobody. So you tiptoe <laughs> to the blinds. And you know your blinds just right. You don't even have to lift the blinds, it's that little hole. 
and you look through that little hole. It's like, oh, that's just the UPS man. And how you go to the door, so happy, so cheerful. Because what? You're expecting a package. Because you put in the order days before and purchased something. So now there is an expectation for that package to come. And Jesus is saying, don't you know, years ago, I put in an order. And that order was when I went to the cross. And when I went to the cross, I purchased something. I purchased a person. I purchased a package. And so now out of purchasing that package, there is an expectation that men and women will come to me. And as they come to me, they will realize who I am. And out of realizing who I am, There is an expectation waiting every single day for your face, for your voice, for your heart to be open up to the one who gave his life for you. And Jesus is saying. Every morning. When you get out of that bed. There's just an expectation. I'm waiting to hear your voice, to give me thanks, to give me praise, to acknowledge me. And as you do that, the very things that look like they're taking you out, that you're being drowned out through in life, you will see the sustainer, the lifter of your head is right there with you. So Jesus is saying, you don't have to tiptoe to the blind. You don't have to tiptoe to me. You can just kneel right where you are. You can just sit right where you are and just call on my name. Jesus. And he's saying, I want you to be my house of prayer. Because the enemy doesn't want to see my plan fulfilled. So he's going to bring things into your life. To discourage you, to stop you. But it's up to you. That when he rings the doorbell, will you let him in? Temptation is sure to knock at your door. But it's your fault if you ask it to stay for dinner. So God is saying, don't dine with temptation. Dine with me. House of prayer. I believe we will be that house of prayer. We're literally sitting in what began in prayer being sustained by prayer and will continue to grow by prayer and all we're doing is walking a street where a lot of people don't believe in a lot of people wouldn't travel down 
lot of people would even ask, why are you even going there? But Jesus is saying, I paid the price for them. I paid the price for everyone. And what we're saying as a church, as a campus, we will be that house of prayer. We will be the one that will stand and speak God's word. Even while riding on a pothole. No, it says 25 miles per hour, but if I go over this pothole, I'm going to catch a flat. But I'm going to slow down. While I slow down and ease over that pothole, God, I thank you for the day I don't have to slow down to ease over this pothole. God, I thank you in Jesus' name that this pothole is filled. God, I thank you for our city leaders that right now you're opening up their eyes to see Father, I even thank you for Christian men and Christian women that are even working for the city right now. That, Father, that they will be bold to speak the word of God. They will be bold to speak your words in love, not in condemnation, but that where leaders' eyes will be open to see that this is not the best that you have for your children. So, God, I thank you that you're laying it upon their hearts. And I thank you in Jesus' name. These streets are paved. They're paved. God, I thank you in Jesus' name. Yeah, right now I'm riding through and I see this vacant lot. I see overgrown grass. Father, you have a plan for that land to prosper. Father, you have a plan for a structure to be on that land. So I say in the name of Jesus, land, you will not lie dormant anymore. Land, you will not be with weeds. Land, you will not be with dead trees, but you will be with life in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you're sowing upon the person's heart to come and purchase that land so your plan can be done in Jesus' name. House of prayer. House of prayer. House of prayer. God is vacant home. I've seen it for five years and I haven't said anything. Lord, forgive me for being silent. But I say in Jesus' name, boarded windows, you will not be boarded anymore. God, I thank you. You're laying it up on the person's heart that can come in and purchase this land and build the structure, the house that you desire to see in Jesus' name. House of prayer. That's all we're going to do. Speak the plan of God. Speak the words of God. Worship team, you can come on up. That's how it was with Jesus, John the Baptist. He prepared the way. The prophet Isaiah, he spoke about the soon and coming king. No one was silent. They were speaking the very words of God. Even in the midst of turmoil, even in the midst of the enemy, thinking that he had won, God had someone speaking his word. God is saying the change you desire to see it begins in you and me and as we begin to become a house of prayer to continue to be a house of prayer we'll see the change we'll see the promise God is saying will you 
so much so that you've been speaking it now that you're living it. It's a lifestyle. So that's my question to you, to myself. Will we be a house of prayer? I'm not going back to how it used to be and being silent and riding by and just letting things come across my eye gate and don't say anything. No, I must say something. And God is saying something. Even if I don't know the exact words to say, I can say, God, I thank you. That is not going to stay the same in Jesus' name. Let's bow our heads and pray. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your word. And Father, we thank you that we have heard what Jesus said, that his house shall be a house of prayer. And we must allow you to come in and Say what you desire to say to deposit in us your very words. But it all starts with a relationship, a relationship with you and knowing who you are, the giver of life, the sustainer of life. And so maybe you're here this morning and you're saying that my heart right now is not in a place of relationship. A relationship that. I can say that I am desiring the things of God. Or maybe you're hearing you're saying, I do have a relationship with God, but I have not been opening up my mouth and speaking his words. And right now I want to do that. Be it a new heart in saying Jesus come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. Or you're saying Jesus is already my Lord and Savior. I just need to allow him to have his way and be that house of prayer. Those are two questions. And if that's you this morning, I'm just simply asking you to to raise up your hand and say, hey, that is me just so I can pray for you. If that's you, just slip up your hand and I'll pray for you. Decision to follow Jesus or a decision to say, I am going to be a house of prayer. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. I see those hands. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So everyone, if you desire to repeat this after me, say, God, thank you for loving me, for sending your son, Jesus to lay down his life for me, to purchase me through his life. Now that he has given me life, I don't have to force life. I just need to come and receive life. God, I ask you to forgive me of any wrong thought or any wrongdoing that didn't line up with your word. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Help me to live for you. Help me to
to lay down things of the past and pick up the things of you. Help me in my heart to speak your words so that I can become a house of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.